The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Phones will be banned in the classroom under new plans being prepared by government. The proposals are set to be brought to Cabinet by Minister for Education, Norma Foley. Uh, joining me now is Simon Lewis, Principal of the Educate Together National School in County Carlow. Simon, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Nice to talk to you. Now, uh, what do you make of uh, this proposal? A number of schools have been um, piloting the idea of keeping phones out of the classrooms. What do you think of the idea of legislating for it? Yeah, I, I, I'm afraid. I, I, I think it's one of these very sexy news stories rather than actually having any impact whatsoever on schools. I've, I don't know a single primary school in the country that allows children to bring smartphones into the classroom. Uh, so to me, this is just a kind of a, a, a you know an idea that will have absolutely no real impact in classrooms mm-hmm. uh, because we're already doing it anyway. Now, explain um, to me how, how it works. Uh, I mean, kids particularly in a rural area who might be travelling by various means to and from school, at the idea that they would be out of contact, the idea of having a phone box along the, the road is no longer a reality. So parents want the kids to, to be able to be in contact. So they will have phones. What happens when they arrive in school with a phone? When they come to school, it depends really on the school, but the, the two main uh, things that people, uh, that schools do is either the school, uh, either the phone is um, off and at the bottom of their bag or they hand their phones up to the teacher who minds them in a little cabinet or a little cubby hole or something like that. And uh, at the end of the day, they um, they can take that back. That's, that seems to be the general practice for any schools where uh, phones come into the school building. Yeah, and it's unlikely in primary school that kids would have two phones, you know, hand in the one that doesn't have the SIM in it and uh, then the older phone that they used to have last year has the SIM in it and uh, it it can be active. That's unlikely in primary school. Uh, less likely, I suppose. Less <laughs> the, older, the older children get The older children get the sneakier they get, I guess. But uh, yeah, I haven't come across that. That's a, that's a new one on me. Now, the, the kids, when you say there's a ban on smartphones, suppose they have the old... Uh, we used to call them Nokia type phones, but the 9020, whatever it is, which is not smart, but it does the business for texting and for uh, telephoning. So what about those phones? Yeah, I mean, this is the, the, the question. I mean, when when you kind of legislate for like a particular thing, like a smartphone, it, it, it leaves out other things like wearable devices that have internet connectivity. Where do they stand? What happens then uh, in terms of school um, internet devices? So the, the, I, I mean, there's a lot to be thought about in this. And but ultimately, for me, I think the the bigger question is where are the smart? How are the children getting the smartphones in the first place? Why is it schools that are being asked to let you know to to sort of manage all this? This is kind of a societal problem. I mean, there shouldn't be a child under the age of thirteen owning a smartphone, if they need a phone for the reasons you gave, one of those old bricky type phones are perfectly fine for knowing where your child is going to be or for them to contact you if you're in danger. But we, we know that there's, I think it's 50% of eight-year-olds now have their own smartphone. You know, it's, it's bizarre stuff, but schools aren't providing them with smartphones. And I think the bigger question is, that. Schools, as you say, in at primary level have operated their own bans anyway uh, and their own protocols to, to stop the kids using smartphones in, in the classroom. And obviously there was a reason for uh, these protocols being put in place. What kind of disruption were smartphones causing in the classroom? 
Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting, fact because we uh, up until about maybe six or seven years ago, there was this uh, thing called BYOD, bring your own device, a bit of a trend that was go- uh, around where we were actually actively encouraging children uh, to bring their devices into school because uh, I suppose we didn't have devices ourselves or uh, schools weren't funded for technology properly. So we were kind of relying on children to bring their own devices. But what happened was technology just got more and more disruptive in general. I mean, anyone with a phone in their pocket right now is probably going to have it buzzing, you know, five, six times an hour. And what that does is it just takes you off task. Um, you also have the danger, uh, I suppose, of, of um, social media becoming much more powerful where children can record um, what's going on in the classroom, which can be unsafe for, you know, their, their, their peers and for the, the teacher teaching them or anyone else in the school and how easy it is to share that. Uh, and, how, uh, and you can imagine how difficult situations can get uh, mm-hmm. when that, those sort of things happen. You see, I mean, the thing is, all that sort of stuff wasn't happening very regularly. Um, I mean, but uh, at the same time, yeah. you know, we, we need to prevent it, you know. To be yeah, I, I can understand that the, the classroom should be a kind of a sacred space where whatever goes on in the classroom it should remain in the classroom unless there's some ill discipline or on the part of teachers or pupils or whatever, uh, in which case uh, it should emerge from the classroom and be dealt with. But there's the other mm. issue, I suppose, uh, before these protocols were introduced and you've got uh, Mr. Lewis up at the top of the classroom and he's saying the oldest volcano in Europe is Mount Etna and a little mm-hmm. th- voice comes up from the back sorry I've checked Google it's Vesuvius <laughs> so, so you could have kids second guessing the teacher uh, you know during a lesson what? Well, that is a fantastic, uh, that would be a, a wonderful uh, thing if it happened. To be, uh, and I mean, schools do provide children with, with devices. We, with the, there has been some ICT funding in the last few years. So schools were uh, uh, were equipped with uh, Chromebooks and iPads and things like that. Uh, now, we didn't get a grant this year, which is another big story. But anyway, I, I, I'll mention that. But, um, you know, that's what you want. You want the children, be, you want a democratic classroom where if a teacher doesn't know something, and, and uh, you know, we, we realise as teachers we don't know everything, that we're asking children to find out information that's interesting to them. So if they are into volcanoes, I, I did not know what the oldest volcano was until just you told me that. Well, so, I don't uh, know. I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be second guessed by our listeners any moment now. <laughs> Very good. Now, the, the the thing about secondary school, and you're, uh, of course, a principal of a national school and educate together a national school. Uh, and, mm-hmm. you know, kids... Uh, I suppose, are slightly more biddable in in national schools. In secondary schools, uh, you said, you know, the the older they get, the sneakier they get. Um, Different uh, problem, I would say, enforcing this at secondary school. Yeah, so, so I believe now I, I, I wouldn't be um, an expert at what goes on at second level, but I, I, I've spoken to colleagues because there's obviously something that, you know, we talk about uh, uh, on the various platforms. And, you know, a lot of the secondary schools, again, have been very proactive. Uh, you know, there's there's all sorts of there's big industry around uh, how to con- contain mobile phones uh, in secondary schools. I think there's um, these kind of uh, lockers for phones so when students come into the school they have to put their phone into this sort of little locker device and they can collect it with a code at the end of the day. Uh, I think a lot of schools are doing that. Um, I mean schools have been sort of managing this for a number of years um, so I, I guess um, you know, the, uh, from, from what I've heard from schools that have banned uh, smart devices they've, uh, they've, they've come out saying that you know there's 
the children are, the students are socialising more, they're speaking to each other more. So, I mean, it's all, it's all good, you know. Yeah. I, I think actually teenagers themselves say they like to have the break from being on all the time. Absolutely. It's a tyranny and it's very hard to break that tyranny uh, and addiction, as some would say. Uh, some of the calls coming in, uh, kids with type 1 diabetes often will have a, a Dexcom as a continuous glucose monitor, which needs a smartphone to monitor blood sugar levels. That's an important point to consider. And of course... Uh, you know, it's rare enough condition, so you might have one or none in a classroom, uh, maybe half a dozen in a school, a large school, but that's what you deal with. You say those kids have permission, obviously, to monitor their blood sugars. That's important. Exactly. Uh, yeah, we we also have people there as well, children in school, uh, autistic children who need their smart device to communicate and things like that, particularly if they're non-verbal. So, I mean, there's always exceptions to, to any yeah. rule, I think, and, and these have to be taken into account. On WhatsApp, I'm a teacher. I broke my ankle, so I'm teaching my classes remotely. It's essential they have a smartphone and earphones. Uh, so says Mick in Lusk. It's great that Mick is actually soldiering on uh, instead of calling in sick and not, yeah. not doing the job. Um, 100% ensure that phones are switched off at primary and secondary level. More significantly, we need a national policy on the use of iPads and tablets in schools. There are very few demonstrable benefits in terms of educational output with huge expense for parents and monopolies for Apple and one educational company. Kids have constant screen time and are expected to have all the corresponding paper books as well. The internet connectedness encourages playing of games and other activities during school. This is a national issue with no national direction. That's from Matt. Yeah, I think, I mean, I've heard, I've heard that argument b- before. I think that comes down to um, actually just poor practice in terms of uh, what's happened in that case is that iPads have merely replaced books rather than actually uh, these devices being used for what they're good at. Um, you know, I always say that, you know, if, a, if you're using an iPad to do the same thing you can do on a book, you've choose the book. Um, what what, uh, what uh, internet connected devices can do is they give the ability uh, for uh, children to communicate in, in different mm-hmm. ways, for them to collaborate in different ways and if they're not being, if they're just merely being used to replace uh, textbooks then that's poor use of Poor use uh, of a very uh, valuable resource. Simon thank you very much for joining us. Simon Lewis is Principal of Educate Together National School in County Carlow. Uh, some of the calls coming in as a parent of a teenager, I welcome the idea of legislating to ban phones in school. It would be great if it was in secondary schools. I held off giving my son a smartphone until he was 13. Peer pressure to have one was incredible. Kids these days communicate on Snapchat, uh, an app not on a stupid phone. Uh, I also make my son put the phone down in the kitchen at bedtime as otherwise he would be messaging his friends all night. I agree with your speaker that parents have a role as I can see my son's phone is messaged all night but I think supporting schools as much as possible is the right thing to do. A brand new baby comes into the world and all they see are phones in the hands of every adult. If they ban phones in schools it should be done for the teachers also and for parents in the schoolyard. Manage it like parking and the rules around takeaways and sweet shops. In other words, a no-phone zone. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.